for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 310 of Blue Harvest. I am your host, Paul Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And, buddy, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something! I'm pretty oh hyped tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man, we get a new episode of The Bad Batch tonight. I thought the, the last two have been really good, really solid. True. And tomorrow, tomorrow morning, I get to wake up. And watch the brand new He-Man and the Masters of the Universe series produced by Kevin Smith on oh, really? Netflix. Yeah, buddy. The first That's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I am. I am pretty fucking stoked. You should. Um, you should give it a whirl with Liam and see what he thinks of it. Oh, you know, I will. Hey, and uh, if he's into it, let his Uncle Halls know so his Uncle Halls can hook him up with some He-Man stuff for holidays and stuff. You know what I mean? Right. I'd be trying to find out what my man's into and what he doesn't have. You know what I mean? So I can come through. Yeah. <laughs> um, but speaking of He-Man, boy, did I have the pleasure, the absolute honor of talking with some of the world's premier He-Man fans, including... Our good buddy, who's been on the show several times, Mr. Chris Fresh, Chris Fresh. and the Geek Dudes. Um, I was on their, their latest episode. I believe it's season 10, episode 13. Finally got to sit in with the Geek Dudes and uh, have a chat, and buddy, it was a good time. Really? Yeah, I feel like I didn't bring necessarily my funniest A-game. I feel like I did well. But, like, those dudes are so funny. Like, you know, I, I wanted to get in there, get in the mix, and be funny, too. But it was right. 7 a.m. Like, I had to get up pretty early because of time zones. And uh, I don't know, man. I was a little nervous. I won't lie. I was a little nervous. And I love you all those be. dudes, so I shouldn't have been. But Right. They all love you. You know what it was? It was it was a situation where I've wanted to go on that show for so long. And then it finally happens. And... Uh, I was nervous. You know what I mean? You're just sitting there with a big grin on your face. Yeah, your just hand, the whole time. Like, I'm just happy to be here. And, and like, 
what's funny is, you know how when we record, I don't have my camera on, right? Right. Typically, I don't use my camera. It just, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't like looking at myself in the video screen. I don't right. want other people looking in my, at myself in the video screen. Right. But going into their recording, <clears throat> I knew they probably all use their camera because they're in lockdown right now and we're all recording remotely instead of all together in person. So I was like, you know what? I don't want to be the one weirdo not using my camera, so I'll turn my camera on. And right as I got into the call with them and turned my camera on, Chris was like, oh, I just lost a bet because I told them that you wouldn't have your camera on. I was like, this dude knows me. Chris knows me. So you guys should check it out. It was a good time. We talk He-Man. We talk Star Wars. We talk all kinds of stuff. So uh, season 10, episode 13 of The Geek Dudes. I'm going to have to check that out because uh, it sounds awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was a good time. Hey, uh, before we get into everything i want to ask a favor of you me so yeah so you know we're a little lighter than normal on star wars discussion topics this week obviously we'll be talking uh you know the new newest episode of the bad batch um but i just want you you to help fill in because if i tried to explain it i know i wouldn't do as good of a job but I want you to explain to our good listeners, our moisture farmer buddies, how um, what you've been interested in for the last week, which you uh, you got me interested in too. Like for you guys that don't know, like Will and I, you know, except for this week, normally we talk once a week when we record the podcast. So you know, either before or after, depending on how everything's going with Will's kids, we may chat for, you know, 30, 45 minutes before or after we record. And last week, and every time we've talked since last week, there has been one main topic of discussion, right? You know what I'm talking about, Will. I do. And I had no idea this existed, this particular avenue of this discussion topic. So why don't you fill in our listeners is, you know, give them the the brief, quick um, cliff notes version of throw a whalian. How do you say yeah. it? Throw away throw alien. alien. Yeah. Like I am, uh, I will admit that I am a lurker of the alien subreddit, right? So, you know, aliens and UFOs, like I just like to see what's up there. I wouldn't call myself a believer. Uh, I would call myself uh, whatever the last step of skeptic is before you take the plunge into believer, uh, but I, I still hold on to reality pretty, you know, pretty, pretty strongly. And uh, but there's this post in, in there that is from 2014, 2013, or 14, seven years ago, and uh, it's this person who claims to have been abducted, you know, lifelong by aliens. And it was an, uh, like an Ask Reddit or an AMA, one of those things. So he was responding to people's questions. And the way the questions were responded and the way the original posts were, were just very compelling. Towards the end, it became, you know, uh, you know sort of obvious that it was a role play. But in, in the beginning stages of it, it was very fascinating and what he had to say. But uh, he put a deadline in there that was either July the 8th or the 18th. 
and and they're just it, it created almost a cult like following of people that just took it hook line and sinker on well, the internet. Okay, so um, in my personal research, because I like I said, I had never heard of it before. Right. Until you brought it up. So, you know, I'm talking to you and I'm like, oh, I gotta check this out. <clears throat> and, you know, the next morning I gotta get up at six to get ready to uh, be on the geek dudes. And so I'm literally laying in bed at like midnight after we get off the Skype call, scrolling through this thread on Reddit, reading both yeah. of them. And from what I understand, you know, when it, the initial post and, and Q&A session happened in 2013, 2014, um, people were like, okay, this is interesting, but it didn't cause such a stir until no. this year when that whole you know disclosure thing that ufo yeah and it, 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 was, it would ping around and echo within that subreddit or right. you know during like 2020 and whatever but it didn't really gain traction until you know closer to the time of the prediction right and well and then when it turned out that this whole ufo disclosure thing was going to be happening sort of close to the date this guy was talking about like within yeah. a couple of weeks that's when it apparently really picked up traction because, you know, right. obviously it turned out to just be a major coincidence, but like a yeah. kind of a, oh, that's interesting style coincidence, right? Right, right. And buddy, I got to, you know, like I have seen some internet role-playing posts in my time. I think one of the most famous that I've ever sort of gotten into reading was John Titor or Tidor. Yeah, the time traveler. Or the guy who claimed to be the time traveler who was. Yeah, you turned me on to that one. Yeah, and and like you know, clearly a bit of an internet meme, internet gag, but still interesting to read, you know. Right. And I definitely started getting vibes from this guy, um, especially when what was it within the last month or so he showed back up and started posting again yeah yeah that was that was uh like the sauce on the end you know like the the cherry on top was that this account that has been dark since the end of that q a um because that guy one of the last things he said was oh they aren't happy with me for what i've said uh i gotta go and then that you know the account goes dark for seven years comes back like the month or two before the prediction you know, whatever's happening in July is still happening. And there's like a, almost an angry emo rant about how they're going to take me and, you know, they hurt people. And yeah, it, I don't know, it was very uh, different kind mm -hmm. of than the first one. And so you're like, oh, somebody's hacked this thing and they're just putting the cherry on top for this guy or the guy showed back up to do it. You know, I, I you know, who knows? Well, I'll say this, like, you know, the first post reading it, you're like, oh, well, I mean, let's say hypothetically, this is all real. Right. These aliens it's giving somebody the benefit of the doubt right off the bat. Yeah, these guys, these aliens that he's um, been encountering, they don't sound that bad. He's like, you know, they, they pick him up. They show him stuff. Yeah, they they That's showed the him video from all throughout eras of of humankind that they've taken. So he's seeing like Cro-Magnon man and he's seeing aliens meet with different historical figures and stuff. Mhm. Mm they're not hurting people. They might take tissue samples, but it's not like some, you know, evil experiment or weird alien butt probing surgery. He even says, like, they don't probe your butt um, right. type thing. I was like, okay, well, like, 
if this guy were telling the truth, at least they don't seem like they're that bad, right? Right. And then the second post, he comes in, guns blazing with, all right, I said they don't hurt people, but, yo, they hurt people. And not only do they hurt people, uh, these people die. They kill some of these people. Uh, and I don't know why I'm not one of the people they killed, but uh, I guess I'm not, and they're taking me somewhere. And you know what? I'm ready to go with them because yeah. nobody believes me. The CIA has abducted me three times. Yeah. <laughs> and it was then real. He would go on know. these weird asides. So there would be like two paragraphs of like alien shit where he'd be talking about how, you he know, named them like Jack and Gina. Yeah. The and two they had different personalities. The two he was most familiar with you know, were named Jack and Gina and how he like got the vibe that maybe Gina liked him a little bit. Like, um, of course, because you're the hero of the story. Right. right. And then he would be like, well, you know what? In my first post, I told you guys that they didn't have a religion. Well, I don't think that's necessarily true. And then he would go on like a paragraph rant about how, he took a couple of semesters <laughs> college and one of the classes he took was an intro to religion. And because of that, he thinks maybe they do have a religion and he would just go on these weird rants about people named coach and all this other stuff. Who's and, supposedly a minor league celebrity. Yes. Who has been abducted by aliens alongside yeah. him, who is way more, up there. Yeah. Who's way more uh, famous now than he was initially. So, look, I, I the next morning you texted me or the afternoon and you're like, did you get a chance to read that stuff? And I, I was straight up with you like, dude, it's fascinating. It's a good read. Yeah. But this is a role play. This yeah. is, this is un, either unfortunately someone that's like super mentally ill or it's someone role playing online, you know? Right. But <clears throat> I won't lie to you that Sunday, the 18th, <laughs> you can't you can't sneak up on me when i'm oh, talking about aliens oh <laughs> she did it why would you do that because for a second your brain's like oh I just, it's real it's real damn it bro can you imagine the downloads we would have gotten if i got abducted by aliens mid pod oh poor walter's coming to check on me hey buddy <laughs> i'm all right man she just came up and like ran her fingers on my back like a spider. No, you know, knowing she was just being sweet, passing by, but she scared the fucking bejesus out of me. <laughs> oh my god, oh, that's pretty good. Deep in alien chat with Will, thinking yeah. I'm about to get abducted. Um, <laughs> but I won't lie. So you know, the whole idea was supposedly something was going to happen on the 18th. Yeah, and, yeah no, or specifically the thing about it is the AT. Like he said, uh, oh, don't remember because I wasn't listening. There was I couldn't remember say the eight or eighteenth, but mm -hmm. the way they tell me, I couldn't really. And that just seems inefficient for the way yes. a higher being would communicate a message with an unintelligible accent. But um, I won't lie that on Sunday the eighteenth, I definitely was like, I wonder if something's going to happen today. I maybe yeah, checked a couple of cool the some did. <laughs> cool. Um, checked a couple of the UFO alien subreddits here and there just to see and nothing yeah. happened, but yeah, 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 yeah. Well, as, as anyone's prediction ever, ever goes. Yeah. So yeah, that's what, and so the last couple of nights 
I've been up late working and Will has been playing Xbox. So we've been getting in Xbox chats and it has been 80% alien talk. It's, you know, it's just, you know, on my mind. I apologize. Oh, no, it's, hey, you you always apologize for it, even when we're hanging out in Xbox chat well, while Morgan. Such, you know, for everyone else, it's tinfoil hat territory. You know what I mean? Like, well, but... I, I don't know, buddy. I have never been like, wow, Will is a little too deep into this. Yeah. It's okay to be interested. It's not like you're devoting your life to it and like, Oh no! Selling off your worldly possessions because you think the aliens are showing journalist. up on the 18th. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Watch out! There goes Walter. Um. Anyway, I find the subculture fascinating. There exists within our subculture, you know, as in as in any has historically, you know, fairies, something else, a being that takes people in the night, right? Like most, what I know about psychology, most likely it's forms of sleep paralysis and hypnagogic, you know, hallucinations. But the fact that people report these same threads over and over and uh, the phenomenon, you know, it isn't necessarily even connected to the aerial phenomenon. I don't even know. Like those two things and how they're related are fascinating to me. So I read, uh, you know, I read on the topic a lot, but I, I try to take everything I read with a grain of salt because it could very well be a... Uh, you know, a, a, a mythological, epic-level society, you know, urban legend. It, it can be something that just exists in our collective psychology, you know, something within us that we see when we have sleep paralysis episodes. I've Most never had uh, explanation. I've never had sleep paralysis. I've had two instances of hypnogogic hallucination. And, buddy, that shit sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's terrifying. It's only ever happened to me once that I can remember, but uh, it is uh, it's terrifying. You freak yeah. out in your head for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, if you want to support this show and keep hearing us occasionally talk about this kind of shit and mainly Star Wars, you should check out our Patreon page, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/BlueHarvestPodcast, where we post uh, shows. All kinds of shows. Oh, no, it's Hall Solo, Cooking with Will, Blue Harvest Adventures, Immediate Bad Batch and Mandalorian Reactions, um, Podgel of Rasa, Masters of Harvest Kasi, Star Wars Year by Podcast, Jaws. Uh, listen to all these shows we post over there. Patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And a big shout out to our patrons. And hey, if you're like, uh, you know, Patreon's not really my thing. I don't have the extra cash. You know what you could do? You could follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. We appreciate that shit, too. Shoo, so, buddy, you want to talk about some cartoon aliens? Yeah. What'd Those you are a lot more fun. I don't know. I think they both have their time and place for enjoyment and fun times. Good times? Mm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's just... If you guys didn't know how I am scared of spiders and large creatures underwater... Our buddy Will here, not a fan of grays, the gray aliens. Oh, man. Uh, it, it, I have overcome that in my, my adulthood, but as a child, like, talk about an unrealistic terror, like a paranoid <laughs> terror, you know, especially at night trying to go to sleep. There's no reason I should have been that scared. I didn't have any experiences that would make me that terrified, but 
Oh, bro, the, the the hours of lost sleep that I wish I could have had as a child and a teenager. <laughs> I'm going to show up outside your house one day dressed as a girl. You know what? I'm not going to do that because something tells me I might get stabbed. That or you lose your old good buddy Will because my heart will just <laughs> like. Uh, I don't like either of these options. And I'll just collapse. So what would you think about the latest episode of The Bad Batch? Second part of the uh, Ryloth slash Hera arc. When we briefly chatted about it earlier, the the one thing that stuck out in my mind was um, just how old school Star Wars kind of this episode felt to me. It 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 had this really epic flow of a story, you know, about doing the right thing, you know, helping people because they need help, you know, uh, and having to go about it, you know, with a little bit of luck and a little bit of you know tactical precision, you know, and the score specifically Oof. helped set that stage so pretty epically the score in this episode stuck out you know miles above some i mean the score's been great don't get me wrong through the whole series but something about this, this i don't know if it was just firing on all cylinders or what but i agree with you the score to this episode particularly was solid i noticed it too for sure um you know uh, something makes me wonder like i wonder if that feeling of like old school Star Wars adventure, like in some way comes down to like the fact that we're looking at sort of the genesis of the conflict in the original trilogy in a lot of ways, right? Mm -hmm. Where we're looking at, you know, basically early days of the rebellion forming, right? Like Hera grows up to be uh integral like a, a very key component to the rebellion as we find out in rebels um right so I, I wonder if that has something to do with it and like you said just the whole idea of helping somebody when all the chips are stacked up against you when yeah, and you're the only one that can right um so yeah i I don't know, man. I feel like the this two episode arc, um, the Ryloth arc, the Hera arc, whatever you want to call it, has some of the strongest moments in the series. In a series that I'm honestly sort of constantly surprised how much I've enjoyed it. Not that I thought I wouldn't like Bad Batch, but it's definitely elevated itself higher than i expected it to right yeah it, it felt a lot like we're at cruising altitude right all of the bad batches kind of drama has been settled like mm -hmm. like you know they got the chips taken care of they, they don't owe sid money anymore uh you, you know echo uh not echo omega can officially go on missions now mm -hmm. like all of their bullshit is packed away and this is their first out of the gate you know as a whole crew doing what they do. And it was epic star Wars to me. I totally agree. Now all they got to deal with is old spaghetti head fucking, uh, crosshair and oh, his toothpick yeah. collection, man. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the big thing still left on the table is, is what's going to go down with. What do you crosshair. think those toothpicks are made out of? Durasteel. Dura steel? I don't know. 
Uh, I was about to say, that's a strong-ass toothpick. I just wondered what you think you... I mean, they wouldn't be wood, you know. Imperial-issue toothpicks are probably, like, plastic, right? Yeah, maybe kind of like those plastic flossers where one end is a toothpick, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I could kind of see that. Imperial Um, chew stick. Standard issue. You know, I... um, I stay up late to watch The Bad Batch. I didn't do it last week because, you know, like I said, I, I had to go to bed early so I could be on with the the geeky dudes. I uh, But I watched it the next day um, while I was working. And, you know, that's not necessarily optimal, optimal viewing experience because I'm concentrating on work while trying to watch something. Right. But one thing that kind of went over my head that then some folks on our Patreon sort of pointed out to me after I posted my reaction episode. So in the episode before, it sure did seem like Crosshair finished off old Orn Frita, right? Yeah. And then this episode, it really seemed like they turned on that and they were like, well, he's okay. Like... He's he's clinging on the life, oh. but he's not quite dead, right? Well, I mean, okay, keep going. Well, no, what were you gonna say? I think that that's an obvious lie, so that they can hold power for you know as long as he's sick. They can keep the lie, you know. They'll establish power. They know that he's dead. He is dead, but they told the public that he was gonna get better. So yeah. that's kind of what I thought, right? That's kind of what I thought was going on, and then yeah. somebody. Um, I believe it was Ben pointed out that Ornfrey Ta is still alive in the Lords of the Sith book, which takes place like eight or so years. So I don't know if they actually took that into account because we've seen, you know, in specifically the Bad Batch that if they want to twist and turn something that's been presented in a book or even a comic book, they yeah. will, right? Like yeah. Kanan's escape during Order 66, the events of that are, are pretty different than they are in the Kanan comic book. So I don't know that it's necessarily they took that into account and were like, well, he's not dead in this book, so we can't kill him here, so let's throw in this line of dialogue. <coughs> Or if it was a situation where you're what, like what you're talking about, where it's all smoke and mirrors that they're just using that to uh, retain control over the people of Ryloth. I don't know either way, but I did think it was kind of interesting that it seemed like he was straight up dead at the end of the first part of this. Oh yeah, I just totally thought that he was. I did. I mean, I mean, guess, but in Star Wars world, you know, you can vibe a vibe a shot to the head. I guess it's from the right spot. Well, I yeah. thought they straight up shot him in the noggin. Honestly, it kind of seems like that's what happened to Cad Bane. Seems like he got popped in his nugget and has a yep. uh, Silent nice. Night, Deadly Night three dome on his head. Now that is a reference that about four people might get out of our many many listeners. Silent Night, Deadly Night three. That um, is uh, that's pretty specific. That is very specific. Um, now my favorite part of this episode is, uh, the character Hauser and what happens with him and what he does in the episode. 
uh, Hauser, you know, a redemption is basically the cone clone captain or commander or whatever that's seemingly, you know, over Ryloth that's, that serves on Ryloth. <laughs> and that prevented it from being taken by the separatists. Right. And he, um, at like a critical moment helps Cham and Cham's wife, Elani, Elaney. They said her name in this episode, um, escape. And then when Crosshair and his crew show up, he stands up against them. Right. Mm -hmm. Really cool moment. I love a cool, like standing up to the bad guy switch like that. Right. It does, however, make me wonder, like, okay, so the clones, um, they had their chip activated with Order 66. Right. And then they were basically compelled, didn't have a choice, it seems, to follow orders and wipe out the Jedi. Right. But that seems like the only direct order you can condition into a clone. Right. But, but, it seemingly completely changed Crosshair, right? Like, so it didn't seem to work on Crosshair immediately, but, like, Crosshair's still in his whole good soldiers follow orders mode, right? So, I don't know. I guess they turned that up even further from what I understand. That's what I was kind of wondering, because we do see scenes... After the Bad Batch escape, they continue to do experiments and shit on Crosshair. We see him in that, them fucking with him in that medical bay or something. So I wonder if that's what the case is. And but, I hate to draw this conclusion, but it's a lot like the modern RoboCop movie. You know, where they like dial down his emotions and make him more aggressive. You're talking about the RoboCop remake? Yeah. I haven't seen it. Maybe I've seen it. If I've seen it, I don't remember much about it. Gary Oldman and the first guy from Altered Carbon. Hmm. He was Robocop. I gotcha. I forget his name. Yeah, I don't know. That's, buddy. Somebody's going to eat me alive for that. No. No, it's not like you're forgetting Harrison Ford's name here. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, this isn't the Altered Carbon podcast. The first guy from Altered Carbon. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to give you too much of a hard time about that one. But. Uh, I did. I, I, it does make you wonder, like Joel Kinnaman. Sorry, there apologize. you go. How um, how possible is it for other clones to turn against the Empire? Because it's not just Hauser. How all of Hauser's buddies stand with Hauser yeah, in that moment? They did. Too. They made the choice so, to rebel. They they were uh, clearly have a moral compass, right? Like yeah. Quite obviously, they have the ability to discern what is right and what is wrong. You know, military doesn't need to be executing people or policing people. So I wonder if that is going to be sort of the final nail in the coffin in the Empire using clones. That's right? exactly, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, it's not looking good for the clones, which kind of makes me feel bad. Like, is this going to be the thing that makes them say, like, look, they're not as as controllable and pliable as you got mentally pliable as you guys have led us to believe we're going the route of conscripts we're going to enlist people who are super all of a into sudden, 
clones start washing out for the smallest reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, the, it could be any, you know, anything, and they're like, "Oh, you're washed out." You know, rejected, unenlisted. I really like um, uh, the team up with Hera and Omega. Like, I thought that shit was great. That was really cool. It was good. Of course. You know I'm going to love anytime they bring in the man in the bathtub probe droid. Yeah. Love that shit. Um, I love that Omega referred to the rest of the boys as her brothers. Mm -hmm. They all are. You know, like, that is an incredibly moving moment. It is. And it's interesting to think about. Like, they are all brothers. And that's their sister, you know. Yeah. All of them. That's Boba Fett's sister. And those are his brothers. Whether he, you know, I'm sure positive he doesn't see it that way, but I, uh, yeah, and I really do wonder, like, do we see? So I, I doubt we see Hera or her family again. You know, I don't think you have them. You don't think they'll put them in like one of these live action shows? Oh no, 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 that's not what I mean. Oh, you mean in this? I'm sorry. And I don't think we'll see them in in this season of the Bad Batch again. I think we will see them again. Um, I don't think you have them leave each other and, and the, and her be like, I'm sure we'll see each other again soon. You know, I think they'll run into each other somewhere down the line if we get another season or that, or if they need allies at some point. Yeah. But it seems really cool that we're getting all these disconnected little pockets of rebellion that are popping up. Obviously you have Saul's group, which seemingly immediately gets to action right mm-hmm. like as soon as the clone wars is over as soon as order 66 happens saw Guerrero's like nah fuck this it's time to get going and now you have Hera and her family in the mix so it's really cool i'd love to see uh, if we're gonna keep seeing you know sort of early days of the empire early days of the rebellion i would love to see mon mothma i'd love to see of course, uh, Bail Organa, see what they're all up to. Um, so yeah, I, I think there's some some cool opportunities they have. Now I did see, I believe it was one. Uh, I believe it was Kevin Kiner, the guy that does the score. Um, he mentioned that this week's episode is a standalone, so it sounds like it's you know a a one and done episode. And that would be what episode thirteen, twelve. Mm, mm, 12 I think I think it is 12 so we're coming up on the end of the season so I have a feeling we're probably if I had to guess in store for at least a couple of standalones before we get into the like end of the season run up no this will be episode 13 that comes up yeah Episode okay. 13 is the episode that comes out tonight. Okay. Tomorrow. All right. <coughs> so, yeah, I, I have a feeling we might get one, maybe two standalones, and then, you know, obviously it'll be whatever wraps up this season. The finale, yeah. I'm interested to see how they wrap it all up, and I do hope we get more seasons. I bet it's a two-part finale. Kind of feel like it will be. If it's not a two-part finale, it might be a long finale, like an hour or something. That would be cool. So that's really it. Like, there hasn't been a ton of other Star Wars happenings this week. I mean, you know, 
there's there's the stuff that's always going on. There's always new Marvel comics coming out. Right. There's um they released a poster for the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel that's Ooh, opening that's cool. next year. Ooh. But yeah, I get what are we gonna do? Talk about a poster for a hotel? A hotel that like I wanna go to really bad and I'm sure yeah. I'll find a way someday, but I don't know, man. What are we going to do? Like, oh, it looks cool that Kylo Ren's on it, you know? I can see it in my head, smiling families on a Disney, you know, cruise ship slash Starliner. And then... A um, Disney Starliner. There are some Kenobi slash... Well, mainly Kenobi. Kenobi's leaks slash rumors out there. Honestly, uh, don't really feel like talking about it. We've yeah. never really been a, a big show as far as leaks and rumors and things like that. Um, but just in case anybody is interested, you know, if you know where to look for that sort of thing on, say, Reddit or something like that, you should be able to uh, get a hold of it. Some interesting stuff, not regardless, but I don't know about, you know, diving into what could potentially be decently sized spoilers for a show that's probably like still a year or so away you know i'm gonna save myself the heartache yeah for like the week before the show yeah so uh what we do have however is quite a few um correspondences from our blue harvest moisture farmer friends buddies. letters to the editors letters to the editors buddy i gotta tell you you know, I never listen back to any of our shows. Yeah. I, you know, I hear it when I'm recording it. I edit it and I post it, put it out into the world. But for some reason, I was compelled to listen to the latest episode of High Potion yeah. that we did. And I listened to it this week just because I haven't listened to an episode of High Potion yet. Yeah. Um and I got to tell you? you. I don't know if I got too turnt before and during that episode. It can happen. Or if this is just a regular occurrence, but buddy, I sounded damn near illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen regularly. And I just I maybe I'm being too hard on myself. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. But I was, I don't know, man. I listened to it and I was like, this is, whew, what am I doing? I don't think that's the case at all. I mean, people have been, it seemed to like the episode, but I don't know. Maybe it was just an off. Steve sounds great. On the fucking money. Superstar. You know what I mean? Swinging wow. around his NES dick all over the place. But me, I sound just i think you're overly critical i think you shouldn't be listening back to them i think that's the you main listen, takeaway you know i think you know you make it you know uh, uh adam driver won't watch himself in a movie as from what i understand he refuses to view previous performances yeah well <laughs> that is not what you want that wasn't the soothing balm on the wound no no that's not it at all i'm just saying like i i mean that's fine. You're talking about a fucking multi-award winning actor who's played, 
tons of critically acclaimed roles was Kylo Ren. And you're talking about a fucking fat, hairy dude who was talking video games. <laughs> like, it's not an accurate comparison. You know oh, what I mean? That's like uh, telling me Danny Carey doesn't listen back to Tool songs. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's okay. <laughs> Good for Danny Carey. Like, yeah, that's confidence is the reason he doesn't listen back. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Let's hear from our friends. Kia G. Kia G. there Haas and Will. I'm out here watering my plants because it's what I do at night in the new house now. Um, I really liked, you know, your answer to my question, it kind of brought back some memories about the Anderson Jedi Academy trilogy. And I, you know, I was thinking about that and I think I kind of, I tend to gloss over that and I don't know why because at the time I really liked it. Um, I felt like in, you know, it was we had that and a few other books, the Zon trilogy, and that all came out. I want to say the three the three parts of it came out between March and November of that year, and it was very well written and it really, really um, opened up the EU at the time. You know, you had all these new locations, you had all these new characters, and you had Luke establishing a Jedi Academy, which you know was something I did with my toys. You know, I had He-Man toys, I had Star Wars toys, and Luke was a Jedi Master teaching He-Man. I, I, had, I had a phase like that. But, you know, the, the, the one thing, and I'm, I, I want to say, I'm very happy with the sequel trilogy we got. I love it. It's, I think it's great Star Wars. But, you know, every now and then there's a little something like, I wish they would have done this, or I wish they would have done that. And, again, I'm really happy with the way it ended, but I do think part of it would have been cool to see more, you know, a more established new Jedi Order. Again, I'm not asking for that instead of what we got because I love the story we got. I love how it built up and I don't know, you know, if they were to go back and tell stories of Luke teaching Jedi, that would probably contradict with everything that we know. Um, But is there something, you know, now that the sequel trilogy is done with, is there something you wish we would have gotten more of? And just, you know, you saying that doesn't take away your appreciation or or your, you know, what you feel about the sequel trilogy. And I'm not saying change anything we got. Like, I would have, you know, I would have wanted to see Finn be more of a Jedi. Um, But something that we thought we would get, or something that was built up in the EU, that we, you know, a direction they ended up not going in. Just curious. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for the great podcast, and I'll talk with you later. All right. 
sorry about that. We had to take a quick break. Um, so King Tom's question was, what, what is something you wish we would have seen more of or that we would have gotten in the sequel trilogy? Not necessarily something that you would have, you know, changed, but just a little extra mm-hmm. something, something you would have liked to see more of. Mm, that's a good one. Um, maybe a little more reunion scenes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I know logistically, you know, why we don't have those, but more of them would have been nice where the, the all three, you know, crew got back together. Yeah, you know, I think that's probably one of the bigger ones. You know, obviously, my go-to is the same thing as King Tom's. I would have loved to see more of an established Jedi order, you know, that yeah. that Luke <clears throat> would have, um, you know, established more of a Jedi order. And I do, I do enjoy the concept of him in establishing a Jedi order and then Kylo turns on him and destroys it. Like, I do think that's an right. interesting way to go about it, but you know, leading into the sequel trilogy before I knew ever knew anything about it. I was like, Oh man, like Luke's going to have his new Jedi order. There's probably going to be a lot of Jedi characters and <clears throat> all that stuff. That would have been, that would have been cool to see. Another big one of mine is I wish Lando had been part of the story the whole trilogy. Yeah. Like I'm I'm super glad we got Lando and I think Lando's great in Rise of Skywalker, but I would have been happier if Lando had been along for the ride the whole time. Honestly, I could have done done with some more um wedge. I know, you know, there was mm-hmm. stuff behind the scenes that kept that from happening and I also know, you know, the point of this trilogy, as it should have been, was about passing the torch on to the next generation of characters. Mm-hmm. So that's it, it makes sense in that regard, but it would have been nice to have Lando along too um, for all three movies. Granted, that is another thing that the original trilogy did really well, uh, like additional characters from throughout the galaxy. Mm-hmm. You know, Jabba the Hutt, a gangster lord. You know, Lando Calrissian, the friend that, you know, over like they're sometimes in the newer one, it seems like all the characters are either, you know, rebellion or Sith, right? Like all the villains are, are, you know, DJ is kind of like your only real. And uh, I guess Maz Kanata are your, your other galaxy main characters that aren't Mm -hmm. purely on one side or the other, Mm -hmm. but. I feel like the original had had a lot of those. Yeah. You know, you know, on Flavor. one hand it it does give you that cool moment in the third movie of being like, "Oh shit, Lando's back." And and that is yeah. a nice moment. But I think you could have done done it and still had him through the whole trilogy. Yeah. He he could have been in a lot of that. Mhm. He definitely could have. <clears throat> and some more R2, man. I feel like R2 was Yeah, R2. Kind of criminally underused in the he has well, great moments. Like there's he's some kind of the Samwise Gamgee hero of the original, you know, of the original story. Mm-hmm. He aids Luke on the quest. You know, is is the one that brings the quest to Luke. Yeah, and Leia. and the moments they give him. Are, I'm not saying he doesn't have good moments because he definitely does. He's got some really good moments, but I could have used a little more too. All right. Absolutely. Next up, we got a voicemail from Mister 100, Kobe. 
the world. It's your boy Kobe, aka Mr. 100. I'm coming at you with another voicemail. Um, I got a genuine Star Wars question this week. I know you guys are probably kind of sick of the uh, random goofball one-off questions. Um, so I got a genuine Star Wars question for you this week. I'll try to keep it shorter. I know my last few have been running a little long, so um, keep it a little shorter this time. So I love The Bad Batch, as probably do most people. Uh, I think it's a great show. I think their storytelling in it is great. I think it's a great connecting piece between, like, the Clone Wars and then what, you know, the Empire and the Republic. I think it's a great, great connecting piece. The one thing I'm not a huge fan of, and this is not exclusive to the show because this is not, this was, you know, this is not something that came about with this show. It's been around for a while now, but it's a main focal point of the show itself, and that's the inhibitor chips. I have never been a fan of the inhibitor chips. It's one of, like, the few things of the kind of the new star wars with disney the new uh the disney era star wars that i just i'm not i can't get behind um so the thing about it for me is i like the idea of it i'm not i don't have a problem with the idea of inhibitor chips but it's just how messy it seems to be getting um it's getting really really messy at least in my opinion um tell me if i'm wrong but uh i want i want to hear what you guys think about them but let me give you my give you my piece first. Um, my biggest thing with them, like I said, is they're getting messy, right? I always thought of inhibitor chips as basically like Russian sleeper agents, right? You mouth a couple words, phrases, numbers, whatever you got to do. You say something or give a certain order and it like sends a pulse through their brain. And they're like, all right, you are compliant now. You are going to listen to what I have to say and you're going to do it. But it's only like a temporary brief thing. You, it's basically enough to give an order and then you're good. And then you kind of, you know, it, it like lets go. It lets go of its hold on you, right? Um, and that's kind of how it was right away. That kind of seemed like how it was. Um, but anymore, it seems like like it's it has a consistent hold on the user, right? You look at Crosshair and it seems that he is under complete control of the chip almost all the time and i just like you know it's not just momentary brief out you know outbursts of loyalness he is consistently on the side of the empire and and i i think it'd be cool if he just chose that but it doesn't seem like he's necessarily choosing that it seems like and they're hinting at it is the chip it's the chip what's causing him to act this way and I just feel like they're getting messy, is I guess what I have to say. It seems like they were for a while. It was this is how they work, and now it's like, eh, this is kind of how they work. And it's just it's starting to kind of unravel itself, not in a good way. Uh, and I just I just don't know how much I care for it. I always liked the idea back in the you know back in the day for inhibitor chips. The idea was just well the clones you know they were good friends with the Jedi, but at the end of the day they served the Republic. And they serve the Chancellor, and what the Chancellor says needs to get done. And they were also told that, you know, the Jedi were traitors, and they tried to take over the Senate and everything, which we know obviously wasn't true. But that's kind of how it was, and I always preferred that. Yes, did it make his... Was it... Is it easier to wrap your head around the inhibitor chips? Absolutely it is. It's a cut-and-dry answer. This is why it happened. This is, you know, this is how, this is why. And it is really easy to wrap your head around. 
but I always liked the animosity of the way it was before. You know, you're like, oh, I just can't believe the clones would do that, especially after things like the Clone Wars, where you saw how close some of the Jedi generals and the clones were. I always liked just the animosity and just like the, the psyche of the clone troopers. And it even made it more interesting for the clones that didn't commit Order 66. You're like, wow. You know, it just, I don't know. The inhibitor chips to me kind of took away a fun aspect of Order 66. Let me know what you guys think, though. If you think differently, uh, let me know. If you disagree with what I have to say, if you agree, I just want to hear your opinions. Uh, as always, you guys are the best. Keep up the good work and ignite the green. Peace out. So, you know, Will and I kind of talked about the whole inhibitor chip thing at the we beginning. We did bring that up earlier. But the one thing I'll say to, to start it off is the inhibitor chips are not a <clears throat> creation of the Disney era of Star Wars. The inhibitor chips originally came up during the sixth season, quote unquote, Lost Missions release of The Clone Wars. That's the first time we ever heard of them or, or got any information of those. And those were episodes produced under, you know, our buddy Uncle George's leadership. So now while we may have gotten more information and, and things about the inhibitor chips, they come, their origin and stuff comes under the tail end of the George Lucas era. <clears throat> now... I kind of feel like this episode of The Bad Batch kind of disproves the idea that you're constantly under the control of the chip once it activates, right? Right. Because if that's right. the case, then Hauser wouldn't have done what he did. Hauser would have, um, you know, been against Cham and Hera and so on and so forth. I believe, was there not a line when they were originally turning up the chip that was like, this would kill a regular clone, but his mute, you know, his variancy, you know, the fact that he's special, a member of, you know, Squad 99 is what makes him able to do that. You're talking about Crosshair? Yes. I, you might be right. I can't remember for sure, but it does sound kind of familiar, right? So I think, I really do think Crosshair's adherence to the chip and the empire might have to do it's one of two things it's either he's just a fucking asshole and he wants mm -hmm. to be doing all this mm -hmm. or the further fucking around with his head that they did um increased the chips control over him and if that's the case he's more of a um universal scene. soldier well yeah and he's he's more of a one one instance, one example type thing instead of that being the case for all the clones. Cause yeah, right. Like we said, Hauser and, and the clones that served with Hauser all, uh, turned against crosshair and his crew in this episode. Cause if you really think about it, imagine how many clones executed order 66 and had nothing to do because the clones immediate to the Jedi, you know, finished the job. There have to be hundreds of thousands of clones during order 66 that just, weren't around you know, Jedi had no Jedi to kill and therefore didn't really do anything. Right. That's a good point too. So there's a, yeah. And I, I don't, they, as far as I remember, they never seem to state that, but I don't know why, but I kind of got the vibe that maybe Hauser wasn't under a Jedi when 
like maybe there wasn't a Jedi stationed on Ryloth. It was, I mean, maybe it was Cham Syndulla. Like, weren't they? Like, that's their whole yeah, connection, so right? It could be that they're just, you know. He's a general. Right. All right. Next up, we've got a voicemail from Jacob. Hey, Haas and Will. Uh, Jake here. And uh, my life's path recently has uh, led me to dive headfirst into a lot of philosophy, psychology, and esoteric research. And uh, George Lucas was very much aware of a lot of different philosophies from, uh, you know, basing Star Wars entirely on the hero's journey in the original trilogy to kind of infusing it with a lot of Eastern mysticism of Taoism and Buddhism. And uh, it just got me thinking, what like philosophical underpinnings or ideas in Star Wars has had the biggest impact on your guys's life? Or what do you guys think? How do you think Star Wars has made you a better person overall? Just let me know what you guys think. And I'll check you guys later. Will, this is a this is a will question if I ever heard it. Uh, you, our listeners may have heard this before, but my father used Obi Wan Kenobi's you know original pearls of wisdom in the original Star Wars to teach me lessons that uh, either stuck with me more than they should have or resonated with me because it was Star Wars. But they showed me the way of uh. You, Problem solving and nonviolence. You, you know, when Obi-Wan Kenobi says there are alternatives to fighting, you know, they go around, they find another way around. Um, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi does the mind trick. You know, he finds ways to get out of situations without having to hurt somebody. You know, but when it comes time to show force, you know, he throws down the lawn, chops off a man's arm, you know, stands up for himself. Like, those lessons... I learned from Star Wars and also, you know, uh, about motivation from Master Yoda, you know, do or do not. There is no try. You know, you either are you you do it or you don't do it like you can try all day long. But, you know, you either are successful or you aren't. And you can keep practicing until you are Um, those those philosophies stuck out most to me growing up. Yeah, I mean. You know, I would say that, you know, Star Wars and sort of the philosophy of Star Wars has definitely had an impact on my life, but I wouldn't say it has been my one guiding star. Like, I think at the end of the day, people have a choice to be a good person. I will say this, from what Master Yoda said about... You know, and when Luke asks, how will I know the light side from the dark? And he's like, when you are calm, mm-hmm. when you're at peace, you know, that probably reigns true more than anything else. Like, that's probably the one that sticks with me, the philosophy. Like, yeah, that's... that taught me if I'm at peace in my mind, I'm, you know, I'm in power over the darkness, like the dark thoughts or, you know, someone that's evil. Like, if I'm calm and at peace and, you know, confident in my mindset that hard to do sometimes, yeah. Right. Not the easiest Always. thing to do, but it's, yeah, I, I, that's, that was one I was directly going to reference to like stuff like that. You know, the whole idea of, 
basically meditation, maybe even. Yeah, meditation, being thoughtful, A meditative mind, mind thought. Yeah, thoughtful, being reflective, being present, and not to, um, being present in the moment and not too concerned or anxious, which is really hard about for me. The future or about the, the future or the past, which is super super tough for me. Right, but it's it's something I try to keep in mind, you know. And like I said, at the end of the day. While Star Wars has definitely helped reinforce these things and has been, you know, has provided nice uh, pearls of wisdom, I do think at the end of the day, people have to make the choice to be a good person. And, yeah. you know, you can't rely on a space fantasy movie to make those decisions for you. They can help. They can be a helpful tool. But I think at the end of the day, it's, it's up to you. Right. And like, I would say the other thing, it's the, it's the Star Wars sound quote that, um, uh, starts off this, this podcast, right? The whole idea of, um, it starts off with this whole idea of like the interconnectedness of everything you know, luminous of beings or me, uh, not this crude matter. Yes. Like that sort of thing. Like the whole idea that there's something me, more to everything. Right. That's very psychedelic. And, uh, yeah. And it's a concept that I ascribe to. Like, I believe we are all connected, you know, through some part of the universe, through this existence. Like, we're connected, all of us, in some way, through some, you know, I don't know what force to label it consciousness you know whatever but we're all part of the same experience yeah all right next up is what who's next next up is neil let's hear from neil What's up, Paws and Will? It's your boy Neil giving you a call from Chicago. Uh, so I came up with a good question. Uh, so I'm getting married this coming March. And Congratulations. I thought if I got married in the Star Wars universe and could take a star cruise to any five planets, what five planets would those be? Um, you know, I think some great destinations would include Kashyyyk, you know, see the great trees, visit the Wookiees. Uh, go ahead and visit Tatooine, maybe do a little pod racing. But in any case, what five planets would you go to and what activities are you doing on each planet? All right, guys. Thanks again for your time. Great podcast. Have a great day. Ooh, well, That's a good one. That's a good question. So I would definitely do Kashyyyk. Yeah. Go hang out Kashyyyk. with the Wookiees. Yeah. Um, I think Naboo, like Naboo is beautiful. Beautiful. You just Above go and hang out. water. Yeah, you just go and hang out by the lake, the lake country. Mm-hmm. Um, Cloud City. Oh, you took one. Yeah, that was going to be one of mine. Seems yeah. like a cool place to go. It would be amazing. Um, where else would be, like, I don't know, like, um, as far as desert planets go, I might want to go to, oh, shit, what's the desert planet from Rise of Skywalker where the big party's going on? Shit, what is that place called? There is Skywalker. Damn. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The big powder party. 
the colored yeah. powder party. Yeah, where everybody's dancing and it seems and like a big snake. Uh, well, I, I don't know and that I'd be hanging fake out. Kill Chewbacca. I don't know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking to hang out with the big snake and the sinking fields and watch Chewbacca get fake blown up in a first order shuttle. Uh, why cannot not remember the name of that planet man? <laughs> oh. Hey, that's where they met Lando too. Yeah, it is where they met Lando. <laughs> I'm helping. You, you I'm sure, helping. You sure are. <laughs> you sure are helping, buddy. What is that place called? It's got. A, I think it starts with an S. I have no idea. Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, and it's Pasana. 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 <clears throat> got an S in it. I think that would be the desert. Like, okay. Tatooine would be you definitely neat. will show up for the party. That's what you're doing there. Yeah, like Tatooine, like okay, I get it. That's like one of the most iconic Star Wars places. But like, what am I gonna do? Check out the Sarlacc? That would take in a pod race. Yeah, maybe I'd watch a pod race, but I don't even know if that would really be be my thing. It's not like I go to races in real life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the cantina, of course, that would be cool. But it also seems like the kind of place that my stupid ass goes in and I don't come back out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I got to go a little, maybe somewhere a little safer. You need a, you know, you need a Wookiee who's known to rip people's arms off. Yeah. You know, um, you're a bouncer. So, Pasana. What else did I say? Cloud City, Naboo, Kashyyyk. I need one more. One more location that I would visit on a on honeymoon star cruise hmm. i don't really know i'm trying to think coruscant go to the big city mm. go hang out in the outlander yeah. club got a taste for the urban living here's an entire planet yeah i'm sure there's plenty of shit to do you know imagine the star tours <laughs> what about you uh, I would do Hoth. I know that sounds weird, but like a glacial, like ice, ice little cruise would be cool. Um, uh, I would do, uh, is Felucia the crazy jungle, the trippy? Yeah. The, the one did you see briefly in episode three? Yeah. I would do Felucia. That would be crazy. Um, and let's see. I would do, uh, there's, what's the planet, um, Yavin, Yavin 4 with the temples. Okay. Those would be cool. We could do a little archaeological, little journey quest on the, the temples. Um, Mustafar, if it didn't smell like sulfur farts, might be cool. But I mean, on a on a honeymoon slash galactic cruise, you're just gonna this go is the entire. You know, this is. I mean, I don't want to go to all jungle forest planets. Like we can. I mean, if I'm gonna see the galaxy, right? I want to see the crazy shit too. Okay. Okay. I was not but, expecting uh, Mustafar. What's the planet uh, where, uh, oh man, my reference is failing me. I forget this Jedi Master's name. He was in the, he was in the ship when he got shot down during Order 66. Plo Koon. Plo Koon. 
What what city did he die on? Because it had like giant like circular city platforms or something. I don't know. I don't know what that location is. You only see it for a second, but you're right. Naboo. Naboo is probably the vacation planet for me. Like yeah, straight up Naboo. It's beautiful. Yeah. Where does Plo it's come? democratic? It's not a totalitarian. I mean, it's not Mustafar. It's not the Dark Lord's planet. But you have to imagine, like, there have to be some places on a volcanic uh, 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 planet that are like Hawaii, right? Like the entire planet. I don't know. So we see, you know, we see Mustafar at the beginning of The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. That place where Kylo is fighting all the dudes and he finds the Wayfinder, that's Mustafar. Okay. So, you know, it's at least got some fucking bombed out and depleted looking forest area on it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Who knows what else is going on there? Because that's the thing. Star Wars planets do not seem to have much variety. So, I do kind of feel like maybe Mustafar <laughs> is just all... All volcano all the time. All lava rocks and volcano farts. It probably does <laughs> smell. It's gotta smell like rotten eggs. It bro. smells like it's it That's smells why like Darth a giant Vader fart. is so damn angry all the time. Yeah, and, and so, don't call him egghead. He's like, I can smell that all the damn day. <laughs> don't you say eggs to me. Don't you fucking say it. Oh, <sighs> We, uh, I stayed at like our, this ranch when I was in high school in maybe South Carolina and some place. And like the whole ranch, we rode horses and we did some fishing or whatever as a family. But, um, the whole ranch was on well water and it was like this sulfur well. So when you took a shower, it was like rinsing your hair with oh, egg farts. Stanky. And like rinsing your body with egg farts. Um, I remember I was. I was in a dude's wedding. A dude who, surprisingly, he asked me to be part of his wedding. And, like, I wasn't even that big of friends with this guy, right? Mm-hmm. This was when we I lived in Starkville. And uh, his wedding was in the Delta area of Mississippi. And mm-hmm. I remember checking into my hotel and going to get a shower and turning the shower on. And that water was doo-doo brown and it smelled funny. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, this is... This shouldn't be happening, right? And it's not like this was a, you know, a bad hotel. It's a nice mm-hmm. hotel. And I said something. And they were like, "Yeah, that's just how the water is here." Oh no! And I was like, oh, "No, sir." Okay. By the way, Plo Koon died on Cato Nemoidia. Cato Nemoidia. That business there doesn't count. It just it doesn't count. It doesn't count. All right. <laughs> so we did Josh. We did Neil, we did Jacob, we did Kobe, we did King Tom. All right. To end out the evening, we got an email from Kim. What's up, moisture homies? The Manitoban Mandalorian here. Mm. Lately, the idea of canon, extended universe, and the allowance for room to include all kinds of stories has been on my mind grapes. What brought me to this line of thought was the notion that Star Wars Visions had to be presented with the precursor statement basically saying, this is not canon. Internet fanboys back off. 
You will not catch us in some no prize BS, so don't even try. To me, Visions has to come with this warning to allow for a creative process that does not have to conform to potential future ideas not even yet conceived or feelings that surround our sacred nostalgia. I dig that. I do love canon, though, but Star Wars is too big to have to conform and kowtow to the trolls. With the Marvel Universe, it makes sense because all stories basically take place in, in Manhattan, sometimes Queens for an Aunt May cameo. DC Universe? Okay, Gotham, Metropolis, Star City. All these places need to have a cohesive story. That makes sense. Star Wars is an entire galaxy with enough room for multiple interpretations of the Force. <clears throat> Within the open system of potential limitless far-off worlds, we, ha we can have any representation or alternate versions of all things Star Wars. Misinterpreted Jedi Knights, wacky Sith Lords, and whatever kind of bounty hunter smuggler castle intrigue, covert espionage, the horrors of war, or any kind of story you can tell. These can be allowed into the canon of Star Wars with the explanation, this story takes place far away from the Star Wars saga and Coruscant, Yavin, etc., or whatever pigeonhole the questioner tries to shoehorn the immense feeling that is Star Wars into. Does this make sense to you guys, or does a more open galaxy steal something away from the deep-cut fans? I say no. Tell stories far away from the movies and shows and you can say whatever. If you want to create a spider web of interconnected characters and events, do that too. The only limit is how much ganja is packed in the bowl or wine in the cup. Who knows? Anyway, love you guys and the ideas you inspire. Keep it tight and ignite the green. Kim the Manitoban Mandalorian. I mean, Kim sort of summed up how we've expressed our feelings about vision so far like that's the thing about star wars in, in, that he brought up that's completely correct the galaxy is huge the timeline spans such a long period of time you know that if things you don't have to necessarily adhere to this super strict idea of canon and there's going to be, you know, the majority of stories we get in Star Wars are going to be considered canon, right? In this new era of Star Wars. So yeah. every now and then, if you want to take a break from it and allow some badass Japanese animation studios to do whatever the hell they want with Star Wars without burdening them with canon, then by all means, I say do it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Star Wars is broader than the adherence to a timeline. Just yeah. like Gundam. You know, Gundam is broader than the adherence to a timeline. Right? There are a million Gundam timelines. Yeah, go try to figure that shit out sometime. Yeah, right. If you're someone that's into canon and timeline, sit down and try to wrap your noggin around fucking the Gundam timeline. Because it's tough. And I've tried to do it. I've yeah, tried to tough. do it. I've tried to, to, to watch Gundam chronologically by timeline. And, 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 yeah. Good luck. Good luck. Godspeed. Godspeed, <laughs> Rebels. Shoo. Yeah, you know, um, I totally get the fascination and um, obsession with canon. Mm -hmm. And wanting and to know. Yeah, wanting what, to what, know. Where, where does the story progress and what is what if? And, and how does this affect other stories in canon? Where does it take place mm -hmm. during the timeline? 
I'm I'm totally for that, and I I also do the same thing, and am interested in the same thing. But I also don't see a problem making slight tweaks to canon, or or allowing some grace. Yeah, allowing some stuff to not be canon if you have a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I. I currently think that it's pretty cool that there's these whole areas of Star Wars history that are, as of right now, unexplored in the current canon. Um, And I think that leaves open a lot of possibilities. And I do think once we break away from the Skywalker saga and periods of time in between or before um, each of these trilogies, you know, I think that's when we could potentially see some really cool, new, exciting stuff. When you're I think not, you'll start to see some experimentation. Yes, yes, and that idea really excites me. You know, I totally get, and was totally excited for, the idea of the sequel trilogy. Yeah, I had a blast during that era of Star Wars. I totally get and understand, you know, wanting to tell stories about a younger Han Solo or, you know, a movie set right before. A New Hope. You kind of have to do that to bring Star Wars back into the limelight after a period of somewhat activity. You know, we had the Clone Wars, but as popular as the Clone Wars was with, you know, the fans and the the more hardcore fans while it was running, it wasn't capturing the, the more casual people. So to bring Star Wars back and get the attention, you you kind of need to focus on established periods. Now that you've done that, like start getting wacky with it. That's what I want to see. Mm-hmm. Start experimenting. Start start going so far out from what we've seen already that you don't have to worry about how you're affecting what was shown in the movies and the TV shows and stuff. Like, yeah, that's what I'm ready to see. And and I think we will get there eventually. Um. You know, it's just going to take some time. And and it's going to be a risk because once you separate yourself from all the really well-known Star Wars and you're talking about all new stuff, all new characters and vehicles and time period and, you know, political collection, connections and, and all that stuff. Like you got you, nothing to lean on. Yeah, and you really got to nail it. You really got to come, come strong with what you're going to present. Um, especially if you want that to be sort of the cornerstone of your storytelling for a few years or whatever after. So I'm fine with them taking their time on on it and getting it right, but I am definitely excited at the prospect of seeing something like that. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week, buddy. Thanks for recording with me. Dude, thanks for recording with me. Hey. Sorry about the, the, uh, I had the break. Oh, that's, that's fine. That's fine. If you were about to apologize for the goddamn no. alien stuff again, I, I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry for the alien. Okay, fine. The truth is out there. Um, hey, guys, if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It helps other people find the show, and it makes us – we get really stoked when we see one of those new reviews come through. Yeah, we do. Uh, and if you like our theme song, please be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And if you 
want to hear me and Steve talk about video game video games video games <laughs> if you want to hear Hawes have a heart attack come back next week I'll find something spooky to talk about what got you this time Jesse Jesse got me this time oh no I thought she was in bed. No. I thought she was in bed. <laughs> You're gonna have to put a mirror there, like a corner mirror, like in a, um, <laughs> like in a super, like in a but gas station. I thought she was in bed, and she came out, and I didn't even know she was out here. I didn't hear because sometimes when she comes out of the bedroom, I hear the bedroom door, the door open, yeah. and I didn't hear it. And she's wrapped in a Ghostbusters blanket with her oh, boobs yeah. out and she just comes out and and I'm just sitting here talking wrapping up the show and all I see out of the corner of my eye is a blue form <coughs> something in a blue robe or something and I turn and, it, <laughs> and I screamed so you, loud that time <laughs> alright guys we'll see you next week maybe Sleep well. maybe I don't I don't know if my poor fucking heart can take this anymore man you can't sleep yeah This has been Blue Hearts. I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the force be with you. May the force be with all of you. May the force be with us. <laughs>